0: The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Glad to see everybody here. It's nice to, you know, that we found our way to Zoom and help us uh, get through these challenging times that we're living in. And I'm grateful that Rebecca Bradshaw has um, answered yet another invitation with Common Ground to give a Dharma talk. Uh, Rebecca has been giving Dharma Talks at Common Ground, usually around the TCBC retreat. Well, often twice a year, coming in February for the TCBC uh, retreat, and then usually again to see her mom sometime in the summer. And usually she stops by Common Ground to do a little teaching both occasions. But now that we're not meeting in person and Rebecca's doing an online retreat, we have her here on Zoom with us, which is really a wonderful treat. So I have the good fortune, great pleasure to introduce Rebecca tonight. Rebecca is one of my teachers and has been a really important mentor for me for the last um, at least four years and a little bit longer now. Um, She is one of the guiding teachers at Insight Meditation Society and a former guiding teacher of Insight Pioneer Valley. And she was, how long were you the guiding teacher there, Rebecca, doing both things?
1: Uh, twenty years at um, what is now the Insight Meditation Center of Western Massachusetts. Right.
0: Thank you yeah. for that correction. Yep. Yeah. So twenty years in Dharma service concurrently with IMS and formerly IPV. So just a wonderful, a wonderful um, example of, yeah, just putting your practice in motion, setting your practice in motion, and offering it out to the world in so many ways. And she continues to teach retreats at all over, um, and especially at IMS, is about to be at the Forest Refuge for a month in March. So you can um, find Rebecca's Dharma teaching um, by Googling her, and she's got a website, org. Is that right? Um, RebeccaBradshaw.org Rebecca org. I'll put it in the chat for us Um and you can find her listed at, at IMS quite a lot. So thank you so much, Rebecca, for being here with us and for for so many years coming back and um finding your finding your way to your other home at Common Ground and in Minneapolis here. Yeah. Turn you. Mm-hmm
1: i just have to say it's been such a delight to know shelley and to be participating with her at the ims uh, teacher training um, program that she graduated from last year and um uh, i always love connecting with minneapolis even if it's by zoom because uh, many of you know that i was born and lived my first uh 18 years there so i keep tabs on like i know you guys just weren't going through a cold snap, maybe almost about to pull out of it a little bit, but not too much. Um, And then Zoom is such a surprise. My mom's on with us tonight. I didn't know she was going to be here. So that's kind of fun. Um, uh, My mom lives uh, north of the cities just a little bit. um, Usually, I come in uh, February and, um, and uh, stop by and visit her. But been a couple years now. Anyway, lovely to be with you all and the topic tonight is freeing the heart. Um, I think it's interesting, we talk a lot about freeing the mind. Um, but how often do we frame it as freeing the heart? And in um, Buddhism, the word for mind and heart are in Pali languages is the same word, it's chitta. And we always almost always translate it as mind, and we talk a lot about freeing the mind, but um I love to talk about giving equal time to freeing the heart. So that's what we'll be focusing on tonight. And um we can go right into our meditation where I will give some um
2: instructions around this relating to the heart. So we can uh, settle in, in our sacred space, wherever you are is your sacred space. We
1: don't, we're not just going to be in one sacred space tonight, we're going to be in 60. So we can feel the collective power of that. But there's 60, 60 of us all in our own um, uh
2: sacred space. Our our meditation spot with this intention to free the heart. And it's always good to start with just taking a moment to
1: drop into the body with all our attention on the mind, our our energy can be quite um, high. Mm -hmm somewhere around the head or above it. And so we start to let it drop
2: in. Perhaps we can even scan as we
1: drop down, just noticing any place perhaps that we're holding on that we want to invite to relax. Maybe the forehead, we can allow it to widen just a little bit.
2: And the eyes too settle back. Don't have to work right now. The jaw to drop. Just a little bit Tongue to relax. Face.
1: It's just an invitation. And as much as it wants to take, it will. You no know, force or demands. Just a simple
2: little suggestion that we can let go of any extra tension. You can allow the neck to relax by lengthening in it. One way you can help
1: that is just tuck the chin just a little bit. You might notice how the neck
2: lengthens and relaxes, and allowing the shoulders to both drop and broaden a little bit. They relax in two ways rapping and broadening Inviting a softness in the chest and down into the abdomen and Perhaps the back, the lower back maybe willing to release just a little bit towards the floor drop just a little bit you tend to hold extra energy there feeling the contact with the cushion or the chair the legs and feet and the floor and the earth below us sustaining us holding us so that we can relax Perhaps we feel the movement of the breath. We find ourselves present here on earth as an alive human being. You can feel this aliveness through our whole body, energizing us for presence, for curiosity. So this Combination that we could call relaxed enthusiasm. Settled alertness. Ready to meet however life manifests. Moment by moment, some of you will choose to have this anchor experience that you connect with and come back to. Breath or the body sitting, hands touching. And you'll notice the other experiences that arise, connect, and then come back to the anchor. others of you might have a more open practice where you connect moment by moment with whatever is happening choosing which one is skillful right now sometimes we need that anchoring to help us settle Sometimes we need the openness and the presence to be able to connect with this kind of openness. One way we
1: free the heart is by not having expectations or demands for how life manifests. And so if you notice any judgment or expectation, demand, see if you can let it go and come back to what is true right now. What is my experience right now?
2: Because that's what we connect with and that's what teaches us. We're scattered, we come back to our anchor, simply appreciating that we're present. In our meditation practice, we can check in with the heart.
1: We're so busy in our lives that we seldom take the chance to just rest our attention with
2: the heart and see, see what we're feeling. It might be calm equanimity, peace, grief, fear, restlessness, love, joy, sorrow, anger, This full range of the human heart. You might be numb. Blah. Whatever you encounter, whatever is true, we allow and connect with it just as it is. So there's a a
1: mind manifestation sometimes with these different feelings.
2: We can notice that, thoughts, stories, beliefs. And then there's the embodied presence of that emotion. Often we
1: feel it in our heart center, but we might feel it in the abdomen
2: or anywhere in the body the neck, face. So we connect with this mind state or emotion in the body. Whatever we notice, it might be very subtle. It might be stronger. Again, there's no demands that we notice anything particular, of any particular intensity. The heart frees itself through allowing, through connection with awareness. But how much space is there in your being for whatever emotion may be present? How do we hold it? That's actually the most important question, not
1: what's present. But how is it being held? Is there any
2: tension or intention to control it? Manage it, make it be some way or the other. Keep it, get rid of it. Not like it, want it. Or is there space? I think of it as space. Is there space to allow? No right answer. Again, we connect with whatever the truth is. Perhaps we notice there's some contraction around this
1: mind state, and then it opens up and we notice there's space. What's the difference
2: between these two experiences? Perhaps it doesn't open up. What's that experience like? So I used a lot
1: of words, but the exploration itself is actually one of feeling.
2: Embodied feeling. Moment to moment connection. And of course, thoughts arise, and um, that's okay.
1: We can just come back to the body.
2: and we start feeling scattered, so we come back to our anchor to help settle Gather the attention. Perhaps it gets super intense and we then move away, maybe feel our feet on the floor, stand up, open our eyes, look around. So yes, sometimes some management is useful when we feel out of balance. And then when we feel gathered and curious and strong, we connect again. Is there space for this to be? No need to go looking if nothing is
1: really obvious. We can just continue with our practices. We are
2: accustomed to doing. Again, no expectations. One student described
1: the differences as holding an emotion in our rib cage
2: or our rib basket. We learn to hold emotions in the rib basket that open space of allowing We can end our meditation this evening by taking a moment to
1: appreciate this vibrant, alive human body that feels life, that's connected to
2: life through feeling, intimately embedded in this world. And with the hope and the prayer that our practice can
1: be of benefit to ourselves, to our families, friends, and community, and that the benefits
2: continue to spread outward and be of benefit to all beings everywhere.